Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! And I want something else to get me through this life, baby, yeah, I want something else. I'm not listening when you say goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Welcome to the car. And Chaos Podcast. We're here on episode three of Baby, You Can Drive My Car. You know I want to be a star. We're like Einstein over here, man. We have no special talents. We're just passionately curious, passionately curious about all things pertaining to men. How did we get here? And where in the hell do we want to go? And in the instance of episode three of Baby, You Can Drive My Car, we've spent the last two shows deciphering how, in fact, you will get here. Should you acknowledge at the beginning of a relationship and or continue to acknowledge, I'm not playing games. And then orchestrating your life around the service therein to not only drive the car. Remember the other episode, number two? And also to prove your love. You got to prove your love. You've been hustling. You've been grinding. You've been toiling. You've been striving. But let me tell you this. Mao took the guns. Pol Pot took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Hitler took the gun. Guns. Countless other Neanderthals and killers have taken the guns. Everyone suffered and died. They want the guns here in America, right? That's why we're fighting for our lives, to never give the guns. Once you give something away, you never Get it back. And what I am imploring you, men, is to never give up your guns. Whatever acts of cowardice, whatever inspired that cowardly bent, you know we have a past episode on the cowardly lion, that caused you to cave initially, whereby... You could simply not face because a decision had been made for whatever reason to not lose this young lady and or down the road to not use whatever age this young lady now is. If you don't face that cowardice early on, the hurt and destruction that you will encounter 
the longer this goes on, will be much greater than you could ever fathom by simply saying, Yes, I feel sick in the pit of my stomach. I am scared out of my wits. Why, I fully don't understand, but I am going to stand. And if it ends now, it's better if it did then than opposed to now. Once a man gives himself up at the beginning of a relationship, it's no different than, and how is that for a man? He relinquishes all of his true wants. Since we have a lady saying, I'm not playing games, which is code for give me everything that I want. Men are simple. Their needs are very simple. What that really means is, is let me compromise my ability for achievement, growth, other relationships, um, mental well-being, simply getting along in a world that is revolving around me of which I am taking a part in. But for some reason that is now diminished because I only have one focus and that is you. And how could you seemingly ask me something so absurd and how absurd is it that I am doing this for you? What is it that you don't see? That's what I'm talking about when a man lets it all go. And if you do that at the beginning, what makes you think you will ever be able to de-escalate from there? It's much easier to grow together, learn where shortcomings are, and then escalate toward that goal, i.e. push the accelerator down a little bit more to get there. You kind of know where you were going as opposed to providing it all, it not ever being enough. And how at that time then, if that's not enough, because you are having one singular purpose and that is to make this young lady and or woman happy, how do you then pull back that level of service and attempt something else without being resented, discredited, made to feel that way about your own self? There's nowhere to go, as we explained in episode two. It's no different than a woman who gives herself away initially. Hey, first date, second date, first month, whatever, they have sex. She gives herself away. Where do you go from there? What man wants that? Well, lots of them. What woman wants that? Well, lots of them. If you don't think it produces a conundrum, you're absolutely nuts. In either of these situations, where do you go from there? As a man, you cannot de-escalate especially if you are already in that performative masculinity to meet your partner's apparent needs. 
So, how do you avoid this? Well, to use a term from Dr. Orion Terabin, detach. That's not his term. That's mine. Here's his term. Fall back into a posture of, here it is, dispassionate discernment. Dispassionate discernment. And what the hell is that, Eric? (laughs) Unbind yourself from this unhealthy circumstance. Stop giving immediately. Stop feeling immediately, no matter what is thrown at you. Watch. Listen. Learn. If it's at the beginning, I don't care if she's a hottie. There's lots of hotties. And you're like, but this is the one. And that very well could be the case. Probably not in this circumstance. You simply fall back and you observe. If that doesn't coincide to the lack of game playing and it falls by the wayside, guess what? You learned a valuable lesson. Now you'll have the courage for the next lesson that you may or may not be confronted with. Perhaps you'll even be smarter for down the road. And this can occur 20, 30, however many years into the deal. If you're being hit with all these things that you simply cannot understand. All right. Seek a little cover. Be dispassionately discerning. And watch. And if you have a hailstorm of bullets fired at you, that you simply cannot get away from because you cannot, for the sake of not playing games, meet all of these expressed needs that you have been contending with for however long you've been here? Well, it is a form of combat. It is psychological combat. It's not physical combat. You go ahead and you stand up, you display your courage, you let those bullets strike you because you were never designed to endure this. You're one man. You're not the Messiah. You're not ten men. You've had so much thrown on you and you've had to relinquish everything else And this lady has placed you into a double bind. And out of your goodness, here is what this double blind has led to. The very same type of regime, which is your relationship, that if given the leadership of another country, wants to take the guns thereby to have total 
control and dominance over you, thereby making sure that no games will ever be played so that you are always attentive, available, and can meet these wild wants disguised as I'm simply trying to get my needs met. And not once, my guess is, whether it was at the beginning or now sometime down the line, have yours been discussed? Have yours been considered? Have yours been evaluated? And if you have found yourself baby driving the car, especially when there was no car to begin with, but a driver had been recruited. Well, you probably realize that you are now no longer under your own authority, but a woman's. Now, we've already discussed this very much so, that a woman can be a trusted advisor. Your spouse can be your confidant, your helper, a helpmate, as the Bible says, and therefore you two are equal. But I'm not talking about out in the world. I'm talking about your interpersonal, your closest relationship. No woman is to have authority over a man. Moreover, why would she want that? And if you have ended up in this dynamic, I guarantee you, along with the no game playing adages, you've also heard, I don't need you as a man, you are not a man, and I don't need a man. That goes back to prove your love, right? Got to become more manly, a little bit more performative masculinity. You've got to show that you're indispensable, but for some reason, you are never quite going to get there. You have to nip this in the bud. And here is the big fallacy. And women, be very careful. Now, let's approach the double bind I was speaking of earlier. In order to resurrect their old selves, meaning the men's sense of self, which purportedly is what you were attracted to in the first place. And since you don't need a man, what the hell are you doing here with this man? Hmm? Okay. Well, now in order to change the course of this ship gone horribly astray, even if it is the beginning of the journey, it is so alarming and bewildering to a man that he has to now, since this relationship has taken on meaning and value from him, for him, excuse me, he has to now confront the very thing that he has championed and has now offered and committed to protecting. He has to now attack the very thing that he loves 
or cares for when he vowed to look after it. And unlike you women, that is very difficult for an honorable man. So if you are continually placing good men in these positions, be very careful. Ultimately, it is not going to go well for you. And men, if you don't stop it, your very life could hang in the balance. Your physical well-being, your family's well-being, your own sanity, your ability to simply live day to day and function. So what happens here as you are watching, waiting, listening, observing with dispassionate discernment, typically by then, and this can even be early on, it's unspeakable to you. A man simply cannot understand it nor adequately deal with it. I would tell you that a whole and secure man at that time, if this happens at the inception of a relationship, will simply walk away and more than likely do it politely. But if you had that bit of cowardice in you because just like your partner, there's some type of trauma or toxicity you've carried into this thing. It's why she's acting that way. And it's why you're allowing her to act that way. But do not be confused, men. Just simply because a woman is more loosely in tune with her feelings and emotions. Not that we don't have them. We've already substantiated that, but they are different. That's why there are men and women. But just because she feels like she has a feeling and can barrage you with whatever she would like in the course of not playing games so that I may get what I want, very rarely, despite all the histrionics, and to use the terms from earlier in this episode, will a man escalate to anger and or be more aggressive, not physically, but in his speech, and or his mannerisms, and or in his standoff niche, if that is even a word. You have finally taken him to the boiling point. A man is not going to allow another man to walk up and lay hands on him, but for some reason you can, whether it's physically and or verbally and mercilessly, do so. But at that tipping point, he then stands up for himself. And then he realizes this is a message that you will not receive. And in the course of keeping from getting to that boiling point, he has gone around and around, countless ways, countless methods. Countless vocalizations to demonstrate to you because to hit it head on that issue, he would have immediately been rebuffed, put back in his place, emasculated, and once again driving the car in the same lane to meet those needs. But despite all that, he has now had to confront 
that which he has sought to protect, it is extremely counterproductive. And when that does not take hold on you, and for that type of lady, it will not. Not in the beginning, not down the road, because you have given up the guns. You have given up your guns. There is nothing left to use. So you either can get back to driving the car in that one lane until you slowly wither away and die, or you can simply leave. Until next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast, I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast.